So, I am going to be reading today from Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. Okay. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after, after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son and gave him the name Jesus. So that's the scripture. I'm quite excited today. I mean, just right from the start, I just think, just be really open to the Holy Spirit this morning because I think he's going to move powerfully here today. So just be open to that. So I do actually have three points. The first one is the situation. So the scripture starts by telling us that Mary was pledged to Joseph. And in Jewish marriage, there were three steps. First, the, two, the step number one was the two families would have to agree to the marriage. Second, a public announcement was made. At this point, the couples were pledged to one another. This was similar to engagement today, except their relationship could be broken only through death or divorce, even though at this point they won't have had sex together. Thirdly, they would be married and would live together. Joseph obviously thought that Mary had been unfaithful to him. I mean, he's going to think that, isn't he? She's pregnant. But he was a good man, the Bible tells us, and he didn't want to disgrace her or hurt her in any way. So he decided he would divorce her on the quiet. If the authorities had found out, she could even have been stoned because of the Jewish law. It was such a difficult like, situation for both of them to be in. What a mess. But God had a different plan. His plan, which was an amazing plan for a messy world. No quiet divorce, no public stoning, but marry her, Joseph, marry her. And an angel was sent to convince the poor lad that this was what he was to do. He must have been petrified. Um, Joseph, he was, as I said, he was a good man. He was a righteous man, man and he knew, he knew the word of God. He'd read all about angels being sent as messengers and helpers. He knew about the virgin birth. He knew about the birth of a saviour. There was all the prophecies all the way through the Old Testament, which Joseph will have known very well because he knew his Bible. He probably just found it really hard to believe that it was him right in the middle of the story. My goodness. And all along... It was God's plan for his life and for Mary's life. It's amazing, really, when you think about it. 
Joseph was obedient to God. He took a step of faith and married Mary, and the rest is history, yet very relevant today. Right here, right now, this is a relevant story for you and for me. So keep your ears open. It's exciting. My second point is emotion. Oh, them kids are having fun today. Look at you, them. Wish I was in there. So, when reading the Bible, I like to think about the emotion and the reality of the story and the scripture that I'm reading. So it's important to grasp that Joseph and Mary are real people with real emotions and feelings just like you and me. So when the angel said, do not be afraid, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, it was because he was very afraid. Joseph will have been scared because of all the consequences of Mary, Mary being pregnant. He will have felt humiliated, hurt. They'll have been ridiculed within the community. Who will have believed that she was still a virgin, yet she was having a child? Unbelievable. Who's going to believe that? So basically, the community will have probably been not very nice to them. They'll have been saying, no way is she a virgin and pregnant. No way. And we've got to remember that they were just young people right at the start of their lives together, yet they had to deal with this frightening yet amazing situation they were both in. Bless them. I just felt really sorry for them when I was reading it. This might be the first time today that you have heard some of the Christmas story, or you might be very familiar with it. It's important to know that even though the Bible is full of stories, it's so, so much more than a storybook. The Bible is the word of God. It is powerful. It is real. It is steeped in historical evidence. It is true. It is proven to be true. It's not just a storybook. It changes lives. It's changed my lives. It's changed people's lives here. It feeds us. It guides us. It's a lamp to our feet. It's a light in the darkness. It is bread. It is water. And as a Christian, it brings us discipline. It brings us love, joy, and peace. It's an amazing book. No wonder it's always the bestseller every year, you know, because it's amazing. And I can remember when I first became a Christian, and as Haley said, she said a prayer, received Jesus for the first time. And I knew something had changed in my life, but, you know, I still felt there was more. And it wasn't until I just cried out to God one night and I cried out, Lord, I want more. I want more. I know you've got more to give me. And I know I told this story in Alpha, but it felt as though someone had poured like a jug of hot water over me. And I felt the hot water from my head right down to my toes. And I didn't know then, but realize now, it was baptism in the Holy Spirit. It was the first time that I'd received the Holy Spirit, which is here for all believers. It's here for you today. And when I became filled with the Holy Spirit, that's when everything in my Christian walk became alive for me. I felt like I wanted to tell everybody to the point where people would hide from me in the street. You'd see them like, oh, Jesus, because I just wanted to tell them about Jesus. But another very important thing for me was 
the Bible, I, I had really difficult, like, in reading it. I didn't, like, really get it, and I was struggling to read it. But once I was filled with the Holy Spirit, it was as if the Bible came, like, alive to me. The scripture was jumping off the pages. I was reading it, and I was thinking, oh, that's about me. And it all came alive. So I'm just encouraging you today, if you're struggling with reading your Bible at the minute, get filled with the Holy Spirit. That's going to happen today in this room, maybe for the first time or for the hundred and first time. The Holy Spirit is here with us this morning and we're going to experience, experience him in a, in a real way. And Joseph, you know, he will have clung to the Bible, to the scriptures, just like we do today when we're going through difficult times. We just cling. We've all got our favorite bits of scripture that we just like cling to. I know Paul Catwell read one out last week, which I love, which is trust in the Lord, acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will make your path straight. And I just love that scripture. And there's loads of other scriptures. I think I said that wrong, by the way, but you can tell me later. <laughs> but I hope you realise how human that Joseph was, that he was a real person and that he also loved his Bible and clung to every word. So I want to encourage you today to get to know the word of God for yourself. Don't let us just tell you this is what it says in the Bible from the front. How do you know that's what it says in the Bible? We could be, we could be telling lies or, you know, messing with it for all you know. We wouldn't do that really. But I'm just encouraging you, don't believe, you know, what other people are telling you about the Bible. Read it for yourself. Read what it says and, and you will, you'll love it. And then God's word it's there so that we can stand firm. When troubles come, which they will, which we all know, and they do come, when temptation comes, when doubt, shame, self-hatred, disappointment, when fear comes, it's all there in the Bible, and the Bible will guide you. Amen. Amen. So, my third point is the solution. We've got to the third point quite quick, haven't we? That's good. Tip me out. <laughs> okay, now the best part, because this is my favorite part, because the angel continued and said, she will give birth to a son and you will give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And God uses the unlikely. Joseph and Mary, they were just young, inexperienced people. And today, I want, I want to encourage everyone here, let God use us in an amazing way. Say yes to what God is asking you to do today. Don't discount yourself because of disability or race or maybe your English isn't that good or other language isn't that good if you're going to move to another country. Don't discount yourself if you're old, if you're young. God has a plan for all of us, an exciting plan, and he wants to use us like a fresh every day. So please do not discount yourself. This is for you, whether you've been a Christian for, you might not even be a Christian yet, but when you've been a Christian for five minutes or 48, 50 years, God is speaking to you today. Don't look at others and think, oh, well, they're a better Christian than me, or, 
they're more loved than me because, and they're more amazing than me. Don't look at others because, don't put people on a pedestal because they'll let you down. I'll say that to you now. But Jesus will never, ever let you down. Amen. And God chose you because you are you. And that's why he chose you. You might be different to me or different to Raj or Hannah and Chris. Hopefully you are because that's why God chose us. No, not ho- I said that wrong, didn't I? <laughs> I think they're all amazing, them people. But my point is, God wants us to be different. He doesn't want us to all be little clones and all look the same and say the same things. He wants us to be different. So be yourself. That's what I would say. And he loved us so much that he came down to earth as a vulnerable baby. He wasn't born in a palace or a posh hotel, but he was born in a dirty, smelly, messy stable. And I always think of that, like when we are born again, Jesus often comes into our, well, he does, our messy, dirty, smelly lives. My life was in a mess when I asked Jesus into my life. And I always think that's, that's why he, he was born in a stable. He was born, you know, amongst cattle and amongst muck and dirt. Because that's quite often when he comes into our lives, when we're in that desperate situation. And he became Emmanuel, God with us. It's amazing. Then he went on to die on the cross for you and for me so that we could have a relationship with God. That's what the saviour of the world did for you and me. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's such good news for you and for me today. And I just want to encourage you to take that step of faith today. If you're not yet a Christian, I want to encourage you to invite him in today. Take that step and invite Jesus and you won't regret it. You know, as Haley's just spoken, you've heard lots of stories over the weeks. Do that today. And I'm going to give you a chance to do that. Uh, Joseph and Mary were simply obedient and had faith. And God, the Holy Spirit, can work miracles with obedience and faith. Even the faith of mustard seed. Now, I don't know whether anyone's seen mustard seed. I haven't, but... Well, I suppose I have one to use my whole grain mustard, but anyway. It's a very, very tiny, tiny seed. And even if today you might be sat there thinking, well, I don't believe that, this and that, and maybe I don't believe all of it. But if you've got that tiny bit of faith today that Jesus is real and that Jesus died on the cross for you, just take that step today. You won't regret it. You just need a tiny bit of faith. You don't need to know everything. You don't need to, you know, have everything together. Just do it today and see what God can do. He can use you in ways that you can't even dream of or imagine. Trust me. Your sins can be forgiven today by asking Jesus into your life. It's as if you've never done anything wrong. It's like giving a clean slate. And, you know, can you remember when you were a kid and you finished your book and you got a new exercise book. I love that. That feeling of turn the page and it's all clean. We can start again. That's exactly what it's like. And the Bible calls this justification. Just as if I'd never sinned. It's amazing. 
But we're not perfect, and we will never be perfect. Not in, not in this life anyway, not in our earthly lives. But we are all a work in progress, and the Bible calls this sanctification. And I believe that the Holy Spirit today, he wants to bring both of them. He wants to bring justification. If you've never been a Christian today, it's your day today. But he also wants to bring sanctification. And I believe that's what God wants to do today. When I was just sat in worship, I just thought, you know, got a picture of like Jesus cleaning his disciples' feet. And that's like sanctification. We don't need to wash everything because we're forgiven we're accepted, but sometimes, do you know what? We just need to be cleaned. We just need to be cleansed. And I just feel like that's what God wants to do today. He wants to bring, he wants to clean us up. He wants to give us our joy back. He wants to give us our freedom back, our purpose, our focus back. As I said, whether you've been a Christian five minutes or years and years, I believe that's what he wants to do today. It's very exciting. Now, at this point, Hannah... I've asked Hannah to bring a word. Is that my conjure? Ah, oh, there you go, Han. Um, and I'm not opened up today, but I did ask if anyone else, a couple of people, if they had anything they could bring it at this point. Because, yeah. yeah. This is what happens when you share what God's been speaking to you with your mum. <laughs> um, so... It was kind of for me personally, but then from speaking to mum and then now, she feels like it's right to bring it here. Um, so for those of you who know, I've got a daughter called Nelly, and God's actually spoken to me through her hair before. I know that sounds really random, but God speaks to us in our everyday lives. And for me, sometimes that's just doing Nelly's hair. Um, and she doesn't like getting her hair done. So um, on a, like once a week, we have to wash her hair. And... It's a very traumatic experience for her, as you can imagine if you've got kids. Um, so two, two weeks ago, um, I decided I just couldn't deal with the stress right now of that, of doing a hair, and I kind of listened to her. She didn't want it doing, so I thought, you know what, that's okay. So for every day of that week, instead of the hair being washed and detangled, so she's also got like mixed Afro hair, so. For those of you who might have Afro hair or mixed hair, um, it's not good to not detangle it. So for that week, and I know this, but to make my life easier and to make her life easier, we went with just brushing it back and leaving this ball of cotter. And obviously as the week went on, this ball of cotter got bigger and bigger and bigger. But yet her hair looked neat. So when she went to school, her hair looked quite neat and tidy. Um, and then when we come to do it, actually there was this ball of cotter and... Um, it was really, really difficult to detangle. It took a long time. Um, and God really spoke to me through this. Actually, some of us have lots of stuff going on inside of us and this ball of um, cotter and like rubbish and mess that needs to, to get detangled. Um, and we can put on a front. So we can put on a front. We can say the right things. We can do the right things. But actually, what's going on inside? And you know what? It affects you. Because every day I was affected by just brushing over hair. I felt bad. I felt mean. Because I knew what she'd have to deal with at the end of the week. I knew she'd have to deal with pain and horrible and discomfort. But actually, God's here to bring healing to that. Um, and then once we'd um, detangled it. Sorry, bear with me. I know I'm talking about hair. It's so random. But once we detangled it and I'd got it in those plaits. Then the next day I looked at it and I thought, 
it looks messier, like it looks messy, but I had peace because I knew that in those plaques it was detangled. And I think sometimes as Christians, we actually, we're all detangled, but sometimes that can look a bit messy on the outside. So to others, our lives actually aren't perfect and that's okay. And um, yeah, I just feel like for those of us who aren't Christians, God wants to bring healing and he really cares for you and he wants to detangle all those things that have been going on. And for those of us who are already Christians, you know what, don't look at others and it's okay. It's okay that things sometimes look a bit messy and are a bit messy, um, but God's got you and your foundations and your plaques are all detangled and your life's detangled, yeah. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, Hannah. So, um, don't think that you've got to be sorted. You've got to have everything sorted in your life before God can use you. It's never too late. Even if you've been a Christian for years and have messed up time and time again, God's mercies in you every day. So if you're here and thinking, well, God's not going to use me now. I've made so many bad choices, decisions. My life is a mess. He's not going to use me. No, that's wrong. God can use you. He just needs that bit of faith and that step of obedience. We've all got sin in our lives. It says, if we say that we have no sin, then we deceive ourselves. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just, and he forgives our sins, and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We all have sin in our lives. Today, let's just identify that, and let's deal with it. If you sat here thinking, do you know what? I'm so dodgy. What a dodgy person I am. Tell you what, you'll fit in here perfectly. You'll fit perfectly. Trust me, you will fit perfectly. Don't feel that you have to clean up before you accept Jesus. Just trust him with, with the fact that he has chosen you. And he wants to give you the power of the Holy Spirit to do great things. So let's just believe him and take a step of faith today. Okay. So first of all, I'm just going to pray. Um, I'm going to pray a simple prayer for if you want to become a Christian today. So I'm going to pray that prayer. So if we all just um, close our eyes and then if you want to pray that prayer, just say it in your heart today. And then I'm just going to ask you just to put your hand up. No one will be looking. Nothing's going to be expected of you. I'm not going to point you out, but we just want to give you that chance today. So we'll just pray now. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you that you are the Son of God and that you died on the cross for me, that you took all my sin, all the things that I've ever done wrong, you took it to the cross and you forgive me. I now accept your forgiveness and I ask you into my life, into my heart by your Holy Spirit. Come into my life, Jesus. Amen. And if we just keep our heads bowed, I'm just going to say, if you, if you said that prayer today for the first time, you just want to put your hand up and just say, yes, I've done that. Nothing's going to be expected if you've said that prayer for the first time today. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you. 
That's amazing. That's an amazing thing you've done today. And we will love to pray with you. We'd love to pray with you at the end.